Awesome. Just want to hit a couple of um, things to be aware of, and so we're going to continue to do our live stream here every Sunday until uh, we're able to gather back together. So you're welcome to join us every uh, Sunday at 10 o'clock, and uh, just send some feedback. You can send feedback to um, junctionchurch at gmail.com, and so we know how to improve our live stream. Um, if you still want to stay connected with people, there are a few ways. Um, so we are um, we do have an online community at uh, our Junction Church members Facebook page, and so we have a Junction Church Facebook page, which is our general Facebook page, but we also have, have a Junction Church members Facebook page where you can share your prayer requests, you can share what's going on in your life just for general commun com uh, community and connection. We also have a number of midweek online gatherings, uh, so every Tuesday and Thursday morning, uh, from 9.30 to 10.30, I'm just hosting a, just a general open casual gathering on Zoom, which is uh, just an online forum. We did one last Thursday, and I think there were about six people there, and it was uh, just, just hanging out and praying and sharing what's going on in your life. So uh, anyone welcome to join us at uh, 9.30 on Tuesday morning and Thursday morning. And then at Tuesday, 12.30 to 1.30, I'm just going to be leading a uh, discipleship class um, so from 12.30 to 1.30, uh, discipleship class, which would be more of a Bible study. So you're welcome to join in on that. And I think there are plans for the, the ladies' Bible study that was happening here Wednesday to go online as well. So uh, you can just keep up to date on our website or Facebook page to what is happening. Also, we are making prayer available um, uh, after the service today, but also there's prayer available, available throughout the week. And so you, we can do that just... One-on-one uh, -on -one online with our prayer team or through the phone. Uh, but after the service today, we're going to post a link, and uh, that will link you to Cara and Michael, and they're going to be uh, just available to pray with anybody. And so uh, at the end of the service, you can just click, up, click on that link, and it'll send you to uh, a waiting room for your turn to be prayed for. Uh, with that, we're going to... Oh, I should mention, you're still able to give. Um, no offering plate going around here today. Uh, but you can just simply text the word Junction Church to 77977, or you can go to our website, click Give, or if you have the Junction Church, uh, Junction Church app, you can give that way. And if you are tuning in from another church, then maybe connect with your local church and how best to, to give with them. Today we're going to talk on um, a subject of resting in the peace of God, resting in the peace of God. And, and I think I don't even need to mention or even go into uh, what's going on in our world right now. Uh, but in the midst of all this craziness, um, uh, we serve a God and we're in relationship with a God who is a God of peace. And he's always inviting us in, even though there's turmoil going on around us, he's inviting us to be at rest and at peace in him. Numerous times in the Bible, it tells us that God is a God of peace. As you can see here, uh, God of peace, God of peace, God of peace, God of peace, or He's the Lord of peace, or my favorite, the God of love and peace, that this is who He is. He is the God of peace. He is saturated in peace. Uh, more peace available in Him than, we, than, than any of us need uh, available in Him. Jesus here in Isaiah 9, 6 is actually called the Prince of Peace. 
Uh, and this isn't just some sort of title that, you know, someone puts on themselves and, and doesn't actually live out. Because maybe you've seen that before where someone says, you know, man, I'm like the best chef. And then you try their cooking and you're like, no. You may say you're the best chef, but that was not the best food. Or, you know, I'm an awesome musician. And you hear them play and you're like, you're not an awesome musician. So here Jesus says, I am the prince of peace. And how does that actually play out? Is, is God the God of peace? Well, we see Jesus actually live this out. Uh, numerous times, but one of those times is in John chapter 8, where uh, it says a furious storm came up on the lake, so that the waves swept over the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him up, saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown, we're going to die, and uh, these disciples were freaking out, and some of these disciples were seasoned fishermen. I mean, they had grown up on the, uh, the Sea of Galilee fishing. Their, their father had been fishing. I mean, they knew storms. They knew what it was like to be out on this lake. But something about this storm scared them so much that they thought they were going to die. But in the midst of that, Jesus, the Prince of Peace, he's sleeping. Because uh, he is the Prince of Peace. And in the middle of the storms that we go through, uh, he is the Prince of Peace. Now, the cool thing about Jesus is he just doesn't hold that peace to himself, that he wants all of us to be enveloped in that peace. We see Jesus saying in John 14, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. And so this is not a peace he is just holding on to and God saying, ha ha, I got peace and you don't. He is, of course, a God of love, and love always gives, and, and He gives us this peace. He offers us this peace. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. And, and He didn't say this in kind of a Disneyland, you know, comfortable bubble, uh, bubble because he knew his disciples were about to witness him being crucified and tortured. And uh, I mean, imagine your best friend or your favorite mentor being, uh, you, you, that you saw him being tortured. I mean, that would, be, that would be incredibly devastating. And Jesus knew his disciples were about to see this. And the, he knew that they were about to go through a tremendously difficult time. Yet he looks at them and says, my peace I give you, my peace I leave with you. So this is a peace that is even uh, available in the midst of difficult times. But he says here, I do not give to you as the world gives. Because we know in our world that peace is most often uh, related to our circumstances. It's related to what we have. You know, if I have a job and I make lots of money, then I have peace. If I lose my job and I don't have money, I don't have peace. If I have food on my table, I have peace. But if, if I don't have food on my table, then I can't have peace. If, you know, uh, you, know, you know, things are doing well in my life, then I can have peace. But if things aren't going well, I can't have peace. That's, that's kind of the world's pace, peace. It's based on circumstances. But this peace is different. Because Jesus here says, I give you peace in the midst of trouble. And we know his peace is different because Ephesians 2 says, for he himself is our peace. See, the world's peace comes from the outside. The peace that Jesus is talking about comes from the inside. 
that he is our peace. And he's not far away. He lives in us. I mean, we've been looking at this text a lot here over the last month or so at the junction where Jesus said, I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. I mean, you can't get any more closer to God than that. I mean, we're enveloped in the triune God and the triune God is a God of peace, saturated with peace, more peace than we could ever imagine. And it comes from the inward out. And this is why in the midst of crazy times, we can actually have peace. And this, this is real stuff. I mean, you know, sometimes people go, yeah, that's blah, blah, blah. That's Christian, you know, funny talk or, you know, comforting talk. This can't work in a real situation. But there's testimony after testimony after testimony of this being legit in times of trouble. In fact, Jesus said in John 16, he said, in this world you will have trouble. You know, I've used this sometimes when someone says, you know, I don't believe the Bible. Well, I say, you know, Jesus said in this world you're going to have trouble. Let's start there because we all know that's true, right? Uh, we have trouble in this world. This world is difficult. This world is not always easy, and we're experiencing that right now. But notice when Jesus says this, he actually sandwich, sandwiches this verse, like a piece of cheese between two pieces of bread, with comfort. He says, in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And so again, talking about this peace in the midst of, of trouble, that this, this is a reality, Jesus says, it can be a reality in us. And, and again, there are testimonies all over Scripture and in people's lives today of this. I mean, here in 2 Corinthians, it says, in the midst of a very severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. I mean, they're overflowing in joy, which means they obviously had peace because it's pretty hard to be joyful if you don't have peace. Extremely poor, severe trial, joy and peace. This is because it's a gift from the inside. He himself is our peace. And he invites us to participate in the very peace that God is experiencing. And it's something that we can't always understand because sometimes we might think about this and say, I don't get it. This doesn't make any sense. I mean, severe trial, joy and peace. It just doesn't connect. I mean, it doesn't make sense. Well, it doesn't necessarily have to. I mean, Philippians 4 says, the peace of God which transcends all understanding. In other words, there are times when we can be going through things and we're like, man, this is hard and this sucks and this is difficult, but there is a strange peace inside. There is a strange joy inside. I can't explain it, but it's there because God lives in us. It's a peace that transcends all understanding. Colossians 3 says, let the peace of Christ, again, he is the prince of peace. He is saturated in peace. Let that peace rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body, you were called to peace. You know you were called to peace? This is your calling. You were called to peace. You were called to live in peace, to be saturated with peace. Don't wander from your calling. Don't move from your calling. You were called to be saturated in peace. Don't move from there. And he says that we are to let the, the peace of Christ, which is the perfect peace, we are to let that rule in our hearts. 
Meaning, we don't let fear rule in our hearts. We don't let anxiety rule in our hearts. We don't let troubles rule our hearts. We let peace, the peace of Christ, rule in our hearts. Or as Romans puts it, the mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. There's our word. So when our mind is governed by the spirit, there is life and peace. When our mind is governed by the flesh, there is death. And so we need to make sure our mind is being governed, is being ruled by the spirit, meaning that we need to make sure our thoughts are lining up with God's thoughts. I mean, we cannot afford to think a thought that is not a God thought, because often that leads to death. And so when it comes to coronavirus, COVID-19, God, what do you think about this? What are you saying to us about this? Because that's the way I want to be thinking. I want to be ruled by the Spirit. Uh, God, you know, if someone's causing you trouble, God, what are you thinking about that person? Because I, you know, I know what my flesh is thinking. I just want to take them out or I got bad words forming in the back of my head. But, but that leads to death. That kills relationship. I want to be governed by your spirit. I want your peace to rule in my heart. So God, what are you thinking? We cannot afford to have thoughts that are not God's thoughts. If we want to live in this life and peace that he has brought us, then we need to make sure that our mind and our heart is governed by the Spirit. And we do that in a lot of ways, but one of those ways is making sure that our thinking is in line with, with God's thinking. And so uh, there are a lot of ways, like fear and anxiety and worry and stress, that, that we can allow other things to rule in our hearts. And it's why the Bible over and over says, do not fear, don't be anxious. Don't let yourself be worried because God is always wanting our hearts to be ruled by His thinking, not our own thinking. Now, there's something we have talked about before here called STAR, and I just want to finish off with this because STAR is an exercise you can use to help you allow your mind to be governed by the Spirit. Because very quickly, when we get afraid or start freaking out, we can be governed by, you know, you know, our, you know, our lizard brain, as they call it, you know, our amygdala override and our, you know, our fight, flight, flopper drop syndrome, and we just make bad decisions. And this exercise helps us to calm down, to connect with God, and to be, be at peace. And so this is the way it works. First of all, so STAR, the S stands for STOP. Don't immediately try to fix the problem, person, or situation. T, take a deep breath and remind yourself of the presence of God. A, appreciate and connect with God. R, respond and follow the direction you receive from God. And so let me just talk briefly on each of these. First of all, so something happens, a person ticks you off, or you start to feel your heart being ruled by fear, or your mind being saturated with anxiety, just stop. Uh, don't immediately try to fix the problem or salute. Don't immediately try to, to you know, tell the person what you think. You just got to first of all stop, because when your mind or your heart begins to be filled with anxiety or fear, Again, it's when your amygdala begins to override and your, it, your brain dumps chemicals in your brain and, and you don't think right. 
Goodness, your fight or flight or flop or drop. I'm more of a flop or drop. If I get scared really bad, I just, I fall down for some reason. I think there's some goats or something that do that. I don't know. <laughs> Fainting goats. That's the way I am when my amygdala attacks. Uh, but don't immediately try to fix the problem. First, you got to connect with God because again, the mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. So we want to make sure we're connecting with God. So first of all, we just want to stop we can wait 10 seconds to fix the problem. We can wait a minute to fix the problem. But again, we cannot afford to react in a way that is outside the working of the Spirit. Jesus said this, I tell you the truth, the Son can do nothing by Himself. He, only, or he does only what He sees the Father doing. Whatever the Father does, the Son does also. And so this is the example we want to follow. And if something happens to us and we get ruled by fear and anxiety and we start to react, often we don't react in line with the Father. We can react according to, you know, the, the first horrible thought that comes to our mind. But again, we want to connect with God to make sure that our words and our actions line up with how the Spirit is leading. So just take a stop. Then you want to take a deep breath and remind yourself of the presence of God. God created our bodies. Our DNA, our structure, the way we work, and uh, science has just shown us over and over again that there's something about when you just stop and take a deep breath, it allows your, your uh, fight or flight part of your brain to calm down and your thinking part of your brain to, to reconnect. And when you're in fight or flight mode, it's very hard to listen to the spirit. You need to calm down. So just taking a deep breath, you stop. Take a deep breath and remind yourself of the presence of God. And you can just take a deep breath and say, you know, God is right here. And take a deep breath. The Prince of Peace is in me. You know, as Psalm 131 says, I have calmed and quieted myself. And for most people, most people hear God best when they've just calmed and quieted themselves. And so if we want to make sure that our mind is governed by the Spirit, Again, we need to stop, take a deep breath. God is right here. The Prince of Peace is in me. And just to connect with Him. So then we want to appreciate and connect with God. Isaiah 26.3 says, You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. So again, we see this connection between peace and our thinking. And we see that connection all over the scripture. We've already looked at a few of those, but you will keep in perfect peace. Peace will rule in your hearts when your thoughts are fixed on him, when your thinking is in line with him. And so we're going to stop, take a deep breath, calm ourselves, get our thinking brain back in order and appreciate and connect with God. So you can just take a moment to thank God and to connect, connect with him. In fact, Philippians chapter four says this twice. It says, then you will experience God's peace. In verse 9, again, it says, then the God of peace will be with you. So what's before the then? That's the question, right? If, if you do this, then you're going to have this peace. Then you're going to have this peace. Well, what did he just say? Well, let's look at it. Don't worry about anything. Now, we know that's almost impossible. <laughs> I mean, we all worry, well, but the idea is don't let worry rule in your hearts. 
Again, the peace of Christ is to rule in your hearts. And maybe tinkering, tinkering around down there somewhere or rolling around, but we're going to make sure the peace is ruling, not fear, not worry. Don't worry about anything. Instead, and here's where the connection with God, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts. So again, another verse which connects our thinking to peace in our hearts. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Now, you might be, I don't know what thoughts are worthy of praise in this moment because I'm freaking out. <laughs> Stop. Take a deep breath. Connect with God. And you can just ask Him, God, what do you want me to be thinking right now? Because I can't invent things to think about God. How do you see this? Because these thoughts that are true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable, the things that are excellent, worthy of praise, are, are God's thoughts. And so, again, we want to connect with Him and ask Him how He wants us to think. And Paul says, keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw from me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. Again, Paul lived this just like Jesus. I mean, the book of Philippians, which is a book all about joy and peace, was written while he was chained to Roman guards in prison. And he's talking about peace that passes all understanding. And so our thoughts are important. So we want to appreciate and connect with God, and then we want to respond and follow the direction we receive from God. 2 Corinthians 10 says, take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Again, we cannot afford to have thoughts about ourselves, about our situations, about other people that aren't in line with God. So any thought we have that is not in line with the way God is thinking about our situation, about others, about ourselves, we need to take that thought captive, put it in jail, and put it away, and allow God's thoughts to rule in our mind. Romans 12 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so, this is where we connect and ask God what His thinking in and what, what direction He wants us to follow. And so, as we close here, we're just going to run through this little exercise we can do to just do a practice on, on this. And so, uh, just think for a moment about something right now that's causing you stress or anxiety. Maybe it's this COVID-19 thing, maybe it's a situation with a, a spouse or a friend or a neighbor or just whatever it is. Think about a situation that is causing you stress and anxiety in this moment. So maybe even as you're thinking about that, you can feel that anxiety rising up in your heart. So the first thing you want to do is just stop, because right now you might be thinking about how I can control that situation or control that person or fix this, because, you know, we just want to have a solution. Just stop. Don't immediately try to fix the problem or situation. And then you just want to take a deep breath. And you say, God, God is right here. 
Let's take another breath. The Prince of Peace is in me. And just acknowledge the presence of God. And we're going to take a moment just to appreciate and connect with God because there's something about thanksgiving, as Philippians 4 says, that helps us with worry and fear. And so just take a moment to think about how Jesus has blessed you. Maybe His forgiveness, love, grace, how He's present. Just think about how Jesus has blessed you and then tell Jesus why you are specifically thankful for Him. Just tell God why you're specifically thankful for Him. And so now we want to respond and follow the direction you receive from God. So just take a moment again. Picture that anxious situation. And now picture Jesus, or picture the Father, Son, Holy Spirit in the midst of that anxious situation. Now, what is Jesus doing in that anxious situation? How is Jesus responding in that anxious situation? And you can just ask him, Jesus, what are you thinking about this situation? Or how do you want me to be thinking about this situation? Now, however God wants you to be thinking about that situation, that's what you need to allow rule in your heart. That word from the Spirit needs to govern your mind and your, and your soul. And so we stop, take a breath, appreciate, connect with Him, find out what He is thinking, and then and just, God, I want your thoughts to be, to be my thoughts. Let me just finish, finish with Romans 15. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, on the screen, you'll see a link. Uh, you can take a picture with that of the phone, or uh, I think Michael's going to post that onto the live stream YouTube site. And if you click on that link or type that into your browser, it will bring you to, a, uh, a, to Zoom. You may have to download it, and there's going to be prayer available. Uh, Cara and Michael are in one of the video rooms there, and, uh, and if you get there first, you will show up live. If, um, if you get there and someone is ahead of you, there will be a waiting room. And then once uh, Carmichael are finished praying with that person, they will invite you in. So if you need prayer for anything this morning, um, a personal need for healing, uh, for something that you're struggling with, uh, this can do some private prayer will be available through this link. So I'm going to invite the uh, little skeleton worship crew back up. 
So, Father, we just ask that you would rule over our thinking in this time. That your peace, uh, the Prince of Peace, the Master of Peace, that that peace would rule our hearts and our minds in this time. God, may all our thinking line up with the way you are thinking. So, God, I pray for encouragement upon us to keep checking in with you. God, how are you thinking about this? How do you want me to respond in this? And God, help us to respond well. In Jesus' name.